This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yo, shout out to Corey and your day off podcast. I just want to say thank you for connecting. This is DeAndre tuning in from the Level Up Daily Podcast. I appreciate you for reaching out, especially on Facebook and our private anchor community group there. And as promised, I said I was going to check out your station. I definitely love it from top to bottom, man. Not only does, you know, you guys talk about hair stylish, you know, designs and, you know, what it takes to become successful in business. Like, I love the curation of everything that you push out. I love the value that you bring, the tonality, the energetic vibes that you guys are just kicking out relentlessly. I just want to say, don't stop doing what you're doing. I know a lot of great people are benefiting from it. So again, much love to you. And if there's anything that I can do to help, please feel free to reach out and don't hesitate. Much love, peace, and blessings. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, and this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my boy Tony. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Uh, another uh, n- another snowy day in paradise. So uh, we're still separated by by the weather gods. Yeah, I'm surprised. We had three days in a row. I know we haven't had a snow like this in a long time. Yeah, kind of. I don't think I left the house on Saturday, so it's been nice being snowed in with the fam. And I got my grandson here, so I got to spend three days in a row with him, which is. Oh, what is it? So you got snowed in with your grandson? Mm-hmm. Is your daughter yeah, came, snowed out, or is your daughter snowed in too? No, she's snowed out. So she, yeah, she's here too. Oh. Her, yeah, they all came over Saturday night, and then they haven't left. Like with the plan to get snowed in? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, cool. movies and you know all kind of stuff. Yeah, we have, it's been it's been great. That's awesome, man. Nothing like well, you know, during COVID, you know, we don't really have this thing called snow days anymore. So um, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of nice to actually get snowed in. We'll call them snowed in days now, right? Because you get right. snowed in with the grandson and stuff. Exactly. Awesome. So, so uh, our, our guest today, uh, she's not snowed in because she's all the way from Denton, Texas. And apparently the summer average is like 105 degrees there or something. So, uh, she's, right. She's not Winter time, in. what, 80, 70, 80, I'm sure. <laughs> still paradise. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, so our guest today is Sydney Lopez. And we've had, we had Sydney, if you go back a couple months, you'll see a podcast that we did with Sydney. And that was like, get to know Sydney, get to know what she's up to and how awesome she is. Um, and then, you know, what's funny about Sydney is a few months ago when we were going to bring on the podcast, I was like, Sydney, make sure that you tag us. And like, when you're up to really cool stuff, we want to kind of keep an eye on you and see what you're up to. And she responded back and she said, all my stuff is badass, So I'm just going to tag you in everything. So I go, fair enough, man. You know, like fair enough. All your stuff is badass. And, you know, she tagged us in her stuff. And guess what? All her She's right. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm always happy to see it. So, uh, you know, aside from Sydney being an amazing artist, um, you know, she's also been uh, been been educating and, and she's kind of taken more of an education role in our industry. And she has a couple tick 
tips and tricks and all that jazz um, for, for, for our listeners. Yeah, especially for 2021, uh, now that everything seems like it's changed a little bit. So we have to evolve. We have to keep keep moving it forward. And, uh, you know, she's done that. So we're uh, pretty curious and uh, excited to get to know the tips. Yeah, I can't wait. So uh, today we're so today we're going to talk about the top 10 tips for 2021 to uh, to grow your Instagram. So uh, we're going to get into that. Things are, you know, things are different now, man. You know, so uh, so we need to get into that. Should we bring her in? Yeah, let's do it. So, Miss Sydney Lopez, welcome back to your day off. I am so happy to be back. Thank you guys so much for having me. You are right. The uh, temperature in Texas, I think the coolest it gets, I was um, talking earlier is like 40 degrees. And I was, um, saying that none of us have coats, so we just carry blankets around everywhere. <laughs> so I'm glad we're not snowed in cause we wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> sounds so bohemian where you're like, just like wrapped up in a blanket. Yes. It's like the comforter from your bed, just throw it on you and just go to work. <laughs> so well, I'm happy to be here. I have so many good tips and what I've done is I've really condensed. I, um, teach like a very long class on Instagram and a series and I've condensed it specifically for your audience to um, really like hone in on what's important um, in 2021 and uh, building their Instagram. So I'm so excited to share what I have for you guys. We cannot um, yeah, we are too. We pre- really, really appreciate you taking the time out and jumping on and sharing this with our audience. Uh, I'm sure they're going to uh, equally think you're as badass as we do <laughs> when this is over. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So, uh, so Sid, I mean, let's get right in. Let's, um, like, like what's the, what's tip number uno numero numero. Yeah. Uno, so, uno. um, the very first thing, which, um, of course this is one of those things that I feel like people probably know, but you can't start off the top 10 without it, um, is to know how to establish your brand. And what that means is who you are as an artist and who you want your page to be. So beyond, you know, just um, maybe who you work with or what salon you work at, like really who you are, you've got to decide that before you ever start posting on Instagram, because the most important thing is for you to have like a clear brand plan and be able to implement that once you start creating content. So for example, for me, the reason I got into Instagram is because I was um, really like also wanting to get uh, creative colors. And so I live in this really cool town called Denton, Texas, which is like the headquarters for Sally's and Cosmocroft. So a lot of hairstylists know (laughs) my little town, but there are so many creatives here. And so I wanted to find a way to establish myself as a creative colorist in this area and find clients that would be drawn to that. And so before I ever posted like anything on my page, I really established almost like a mission statement for myself, like you would do if you're starting a company. And I said, like, who do I want to be moving forward and who am I? And so with that, my brand to me is like happy, fun, creative um, color where when I have a client come into my chair and they look at my page, they can see that my brand is all of those things and that that's what I'm going to deliver. So before anyone out there starts, you know, their Instagram, they really need to or before you like reevaluate your goals for 2021 really look at your page and see if what you are posting is reflecting who you are as a brand. And the other thing I would say just to like um, tag team off of that a little bit is a lot of my hair friends have become like well-known for um, creating content that's not necessarily in line with what they do behind the chair. 
And that's become a big challenge for them because what they're doing behind the chair and making money is not the same thing as what is getting them recognition on Instagram. So before you start trying to get recognition on Instagram for something, think about what you're really good at and start to figure out how you can use that to make an impact on our industry on Instagram, as opposed to like stepping outside of the box. So for example, if you're like a colorist and you start, you know, braiding wigs and that becomes really popular, you're going to have to take extra time out of your day to create content as opposed to like doing what you're doing in the salon already. So for me, I don't have model calls. I don't, um, ask people to come in on my day off. I'm literally creating content with people whose hair I'm already doing. So that's like number one to me is like, let's really promote what, who we are, which is your brand. Um, and that's going to take me straight into like the second one, which is creating a portfolio. That's um, Instagram tip number two, creating a portfolio. Again, creating a portfolio of your best work. So that doesn't mean you're posting everything that you're doing all day long. What you're posting is basically you know, back in the day of hair shows, we would, <laughs> you know, say like, oh, even like a long time ago, I remember like handing out business cards. But now the first thing someone says is what's your Instagram handle? And you pull right. it up and you can say, oh, here's, you know, Sydney Lopez hair. It looks like she does creative color. Here's Jessica Scott hair. She does balayage. Like it's your entire portfolio summed up into like the last nine pictures. So I think it's really important to know when you're posting kind of who you are to your audience. Um, not just who you are though, Sid, I mean, isn't it like also who you're trying to attract? Yeah. So like, that's the other thing is you really think through like, not just like for me, once I, once I kind of stopped being able to take new clients, I really wanted to reach other hairstylists. I wanted to create a community for myself with an Instagram, um, of like-minded stylists. And also I wanted to move into education. So for me, as I'm creating a portfolio, I'm not just creating hair content. I'm creating social content. I have like a whole series on social tips on my page because I want that audience to start following me and want to check in with me. And so, yeah, that's exactly true. It's whoever you want to attract to your page, whether it be hairstylists, whether it be, you know, potential clients um, or small businesses in your area, like think through that as you're posting. I think that's really important to remember. So, okay. And then the other thing I wanted to say, this is one that people miss and it's like such a small one, <laughs> um, but Instagram tip number three is going to be establish and create a business account or a creator account. And for the, I'm just going to say this for the people who maybe don't know what that is. So when you sign up for Instagram, you get a personal account and you don't get all of the analytics that comes with a business or a creator account. The thing that's so great about getting yourself signed up as a business or a creator um, is that you get to see the time of day that your followers are most active. You get to see which posts are most engaging. You get to see, you know, which posts are highest performing, even your stories, which ones most people are clicking back on to watch again or sharing with their friends. So that's going to give you as like a business minded person, a really good insight into how well your content is performing to whoever it is you're trying to reach. And I think it's so funny how many classes I teach where people are still on personal accounts. And they're missing like all of the good stuff, you know, that's like all of your analytics for everything you're posting. And, and that's, I literally log into Instagram. And the first thing I do is I go to my insights. I don't even look at my notifications. I just go in and look at my insights right away and see like, how's this performing? How are my content interactions? You know, where is my reach? How many people have I been able to get a hold of this week? And I think that that's an important thing that's overlooked a lot. Right. Right. Um, 
it's funny. I don't know if you use like apps like Planoly or even if that's in your top 10 hit uh, list or something. But when we went over to when we just started using Planoly a few months ago, just because we were we were putting out a lot of content in a short period of time. And, you know, it just gets overwhelming to do it. So but we we had a creator's account, but then Planoly made us turn it back into a business account. Do you know why that would be? So let me ask you this. Do you have music on reels? Mm, I don't we haven't really done very many reels. Well, y'all need to get on it. That's my next tip. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great segue. Okay, so no. So with Reels, um, what's happening with create with business accounts is a lot of business accounts are not getting music. So you're not able to add music in Reels. You're not able to add music in Stories. So for anyone out there that's messaged me about this, I've responded to them. And um, for your audience who's listening right now, if you don't have music and you're on a business account, you need to switch back to a creator account. A creator account's different. It's like looking at content creators as people. It's almost like you're an entertainer. You're not a business. I'm here to entertain my audience, to captivate my audience, and to like engage with them. And so I, my account, because it's a creator, needs to have the music that makes it like um, like makes me able to entertain people. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So if you switch back over to a creator account, it should. Um, get people to music now as far as the planner service i wonder if that's just something that they did like within their app i honestly have never been far enough ahead in my content like what i'm posting is probably what i did today or yesterday or the day before um because i do so i'm like so video heavy with my content right now um because that's kind of where it's at and so i'm i'm never far enough ahead to plan anything out it's like I, I spend all day long working, get home, hang out with the kids, don't open my phone, get the kids to bed. And at 7 p.m. I edit and post. So whatever y'all are seeing at 10 o'clock at night is literally what I posted from the time the kids went to bed till the time I posted it. Wow. Um, I'm just never far enough ahead. If people have the ability to do that, I think it's great because it gives you, um, if you guys don't know, it gives you like a grid and an overview of like what your page will look like. Um, I feel like with creative color, it's really hard to make it look really like, I mean, you can't really match all the the colors I'm doing, it's just very colorful and very happy. But if you're working with like a lot of naturals, I think it'd be a great way to kind of like plan out your page and also differentiate between like all the different um, aspects that Instagram has to offer, which is where I was on (laughs) number four, what I was saying on my tip number four. Um, If you're not using all the aspects that Instagram has, all the different avenues that they've given us to um, like interact with our audience, you're really missing out. When they released reels, which I feel like now it's been like six months or so, you know, I had kind of gotten to this point, which we all get there. And this is just me being totally candid with you guys. There's, you know, moments in your Instagram life where you kind of plateau a little bit Uh and it's because like whatever you've been doing stops working and it's time to kind of pivot and reevaluate where you are. And honestly, Reels was like a breath of fresh air to me because it was just something that there wasn't so much pressure on. It wasn't like another video that I had to use the same formula I've been doing forever. It wasn't like another beautiful picture. It was just something fresh and something new. And the thing that um, everyone really needs to know is whenever Instagram comes out with a new feature, they want that feature to be successful. So as soon as they come out with that feature, you need to jump on board. I mean, my Reels had like, 200,000, 300,000, 1.4 million views because no one else was using them, you know, especially in our industry, like the, the competition for, you know, hair content on a beautiful picture, everyone's doing beautiful hair. Everyone's posting beautiful pictures. 
not everyone's creating reels. And reels are showing up on the explore page. That's where you get new followers. So the second that some something comes out on Instagram, those people who jump on board first are going to be the ones whose Instagram sends out into the algorithm the most. Okay. And that's like a huge tip. If, if no one takes anything away from this except for that, that would be so valuable moving forward because they're always going to be evolving. They're always going to be changing. And it's the people who jump on board first are the ones who are going to, you know, be successful. Um, yeah. How I just, you, so, so what are you doing with your reels? So honestly, my reels are so great because they're no pressure. I just like go in and I, I pick out a picture, like a time-lapse of me. Um, I do a ton of time-lapse work because my appointments take six hours and nobody wants to watch that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 10 to 15 seconds of me painting rainbow hair. And honestly, it's so funny. People get mad because they're like, where's the after? So now I've started to just post the after in my stories to get them up in another place on my page. Um, but I don't even edit it. I don't edit out, you know, my, I, I just post the raw footage of reels, pick a really good song. Well, a really good song to me is like, I was born in 81. So it's like the eighties and nineties music. And it's so funny. I feel like I'm like just a little bit older than everyone that follows me, but they all know like all the music I'm like playing green day and sure. um, like matchbox 20. And they're like, this music is so good. I'm like, were you born when this came out? But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just, I think we, it's something you can just have fun with and kind of take the pressure off of. And I mean, even if you guys were going to do a reel and you're going to just take like a little clip out of your day, like if it'd be really cool if you set up like a time-lapse watching you guys kind of do your thing and then just put a reel up in a day in the life of, you know, hair industry podcast and we could see what it looks like and then just put some cool music to it. <laughs> it's so easy. It's pretty interesting. Cause you said like, it's like, it's stress-free for you. And, and, yeah. and for me, it's, it's, it's the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 with reels. It's it's like, because it seems more contrived, right? So it seems like when you see like the videos, and stuff, I'm not saying your videos, but I'm just yeah. saying like what the reels that we're saying, that we're seeing out there, it seems like, oh, there's a big setup and like, oh, you know, even the pointing stuff, you know, like, hey, you know, this, yeah. you, know, that, 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 you know, that I'm like, what are we going to talk about? You know what I mean? So, yes. so it's, it's interesting. Just, just the psychology of that, where you're like, it's a throwaway to you almost, Yeah. you know, yep. and for, and for, and for me, it's like, okay, well, this needs to be, you know, yada, yada, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think too, I think, um, it's, it is becoming those things where we're like in 2021, we're stepping away from just pretty content and we're getting into almost all having to be video editors. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it becomes stressful. Um, I have discovered, it's so funny. I mean, I've been, I don't even know how I've been able to <laughs> edit the videos I've made. When I look back and I'm like, man, I was working so hard to do this. And there's so many apps that could make my life so much easier. And I'm just going to share one with your audience real quick, just to help them out. Um, Cause we're talking about it. There's an app called InShot my and, favorite. oh, it's so easy. You upload content and it's really cool. You can select, like, let's say I did five time lapses today on the same person. You upload all five. And then it'll kind of automatically give you like, this looks like a good video and it'll just pick random parts of that video out. And then it gives you an automatic transition between each one. So it looks like you're an amazing video editor. Yep. And then you can go in and you can edit each little spot. So you can edit if you want it slower or faster. And then you just literally make it the size you need it for reels, which is nine by 16. And you upload it from there. And it's not, it's so much less work than me, like going into eye moving, slowing everything down to a turtle, making sure that everything, I mean, it's like just quick content. And we, we definitely live in a day of like the more content you can get out, the more people you reach. 
Mm-hmm. So I think there's like less of a focus of like over editing and just doing like cool editing, if that makes sense, which okay. I'm also the same way. I'm like, at first I was like, Oh, reels. It's a lot of pressure. Like, I don't know any like cool music right now. I just know like all the eighties and nineties stuff <laughs> that I still listen to. Like right. my poor daughter, when we go on walks, I have like a playlist from my high school and it's like all these old, old songs from when I, I mean, it's got Matchbox 20 on it. It's got all these old music. And I'm like, this nine month old is like jamming. So there's <laughs> you know, no but... copyright laws or anything like that when you're using uh, the music, when you're, when you're releasing uh, your videos or anything like that, or. Yeah. So I think um, the cool thing about reels is Instagram takes care of that for you. So as long as you're picking out something within the reels um, and this is okay. So that's a really good point. Um, Okay, so this is why businesses a lot of times don't have music because businesses can't fall under the same copyright um, rules and regulations like I work with Goldwell. If I create a reel on my creator account and I put like an actual song in that we all know from reels, they can't reuse it because it's a copyright law for their business to use it as opposed to they would have to just upload some generic, you know, pre-made music. So yeah, as long as you're on a creator account, I think you have access to all the music, which is so great. <laughs> oh, that's really that's really cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and just just to back up for a sec, Sid, if you get anything out of this, InShot is an incredible app. It's just so user friendly. It's not. It's just easy to use. You know, it, it's and it's it's pretty self explanatory. And just go ahead and buy the professional one. Yeah. You know, don't don't the, the you get so much more out of the using the professional um the professional one as well. So uh so I think we've killed reels. So what uh what's number five? What's our fifth tip? So number five is and this one is overlooked a lot. It's um creating like a really captivating caption. And you know, back in the day people would write an entire story and nobody would really read it. So then it went on to like ask a question in your caption. Um people are on to that. We've moved on from that. So in 2021, instead of trying to make people read a book or ask yes or no, or ask guess this or that, like people know those um, things already. What I try to do is I try to give as much information in the caption that is both client related and hairstylist related as possible. So for example, if I have like this really beautiful, you know, the color blocking like nineties, um, kind of like money piece is really popular right now. So you have to think through like what a client would know it as. So like clients know, like, um, now I feel like now they all know what a money piece is. So you would start off by, um, like nineties inspired money piece. That's like client focused. Mm-hmm. And then I would do, um, how to foil one oh one. So I'm like giving the clients what it is. I'm giving them the description And then I'm giving the hairstylist a reason to stick around. So I'm telling them in this, I'm going to give you this. And then the big thing is, especially in our industry, in the hair world, the more information that you can write out as far as education is concerned, even if you're not, you don't consider yourself an educator. We're all educators, right? Like we all have information to share with each other. That's what our industry is about. So whatever steps you took to achieve the look that you're posting that's what you put in the caption, whether it's just an image and you say, you know, people want all the details. They want to know what the natural starting level was. They want to know what you use. They want to know what tools you use to curl with. You start putting that in step-by-step order. People are going to read that and then they're going to go to whether it's a video or um, 
a carousel or whatever it happens to be, and they're going to scroll through. And then what's great about it is they'll go back and reread your caption again to see, okay, let me see where she used that. I didn't see that part. And they'll kind of like cross-reference that. I think people are looking for more quality, not necessarily like quantity in their um, captions. Mm -hmm. So like keep it simple, but give them all the details. I think is so, so important moving forward because those are my ones that have done the best. And then in that, that's going to bring me to number six, which is hashtags. Hold on, before you go to six, before you go to six, I just just want to um, encourage people to do that because I think a lot of times, as you said, we're not educators, right? Mm -hmm. And, And if you're not in a position of educating, it can be intimidating. But I, and dude, I'm telling you, this is the biggest quote we've done or the, the most quote, the quote that we've done the most on the podcast ever. And it's from our friend, Jen Plank. And that is that, you know, your conversation isn't designed for everybody, but your conversation is designed for somebody, you know? So if you write that down, somebody is going to get value out of that. And, and, and no matter where you are, whether you're an assistant, whether you've been in the industry for 30 years, wherever you fall, there's always somebody looking for that information. So I encourage everybody as they're writing out their captions that they, that, that, that they remind themselves that this is for somebody. Well, and, and to that point, I, th- I mean, I love that. I think that with, with teaching, I learn so much more. So I think when you have to like sit down and think through why you did this, you know, why did I have this person with blue hair come in faded to green and she wanted to be orange? Why did I take her to pink first? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking through like your color theory as to why you did that and you write it down and you go, Oh, like I really thought that through, you know, <laughs> right. and I think it's, it's, it's good to kind of like sit back and like, also, you know, cl- my clients love to, to read it too, which is a little bit of a surprise. They'll be like, man, I didn't even know you went through all that to do my hair. Cause it also kind of establishes you as someone who like is an expert in our industry when you're showing the clients like, no, I didn't just put orange on your green hair. You know what I mean? Like we right. did all these steps. That's how we got there. And I think that's really important. And then Actually, the reason my, like my number six, the hashtags, know your hashtags and how to use them. Um, it really goes into the caption for me. And, and the reason is because I think hashtags, people just like have sets of hashtags that they're used to using and they just like copy and repost, like repost them or use the same ones all the time. To me, hashtags is, is, is a few things. It's really important because it's your place to establish who you are to your audience because your first few hashtags are what people are going to see. So for example, for me, I always have um, good hair day by Sid Lopez because you can follow hashtags. So I want them to see, first of yeah, all, I want them to create the fact that I'm like, you know, creating great hair on there. <laughs> but the other thing I'll do is like, I'll put like hair educator, um, blonde specialist, creative color expert. So you're establishing whoever it is you want to be to your audience within that first set of like, you're allowed 30 hashtags. I would say in the five to seven, that's where people are going to read. And then beyond that, that's where you, it's, it's, I always explain to people, if you had a business that you were wanting someone to be able to Google and you were allowed to put in like certain words that people could search for you in Google and you're allowed 30 and you only picked four, why would you do that? Why would you work so hard to put a business out there and only open it up to like a tiny bit of your potential clients? So for me, I use 25 to 30 hashtags every time. I will never like, there's all these rumors. I've done so much research on like, they might think you're a bot. Well, they'll think you're a bot. Yeah. If you're like copying and pasting the same hashtags every single time. But if you're being like really intentional about what hashtags you use, for example, I use personal hashtags. I use location hashtags. I use like whatever color company I'm using hashtags. I use, um, 
I, I love using like local hashtags. Like we have um, Dallas hair scene, DFW hair, especially for those people who are really wanting to grow a clientele in their area. Um, if you're using local hashtags, that's where clients are looking. They're looking under right. Dallas hairstylists. They're looking under those. If you're leaving those off, you're, you're just posting to Instagram. I mean, what's the point? You know, it's right. just like avoid posts that doesn't, it's, it's not going to make the impact. And then I think the other thing is, of course, like tag the big pages, tag modern salon, tag American salon, tag behind the chair, because that's a great thing to get reposted. But if that's all we're tagging, you're really kind of missing the whole point of, of Instagram, which is to establish yourself, build your business and grow within who you are. And if I, if I want, I want to be able to reach like 25 sets of people, not just three. And then the other thing, just a little tidbit on hashtags. If you're looking for really good hashtags to use, if you go to, this is my favorite little tip. And um, I wish you guys could see like a screen because I'd share it with you guys. But um, if you go to the search box and you're looking at hashtags and you're looking up amazing hairstylist, let's say I put that in. I screenshot all the hashtags that, you know, pre-populate under amazing hairstylist. And then I circle the ones that have less than 500,000 followers, like 500,000 posts, but more than 100,000. Because you, you want a hashtag that's visited often enough that you'll get recognized, but not one that's visited so often that your work will get buried in the search bar, if that makes sense. So I screenshot multiple you, but, hashtags. But, but, said, but, but I'm going to hold you to this a little yeah. bit. But you yeah. also said, you know, tag like hairbrained and tag like BTC. Yes. Stuff. Well, there hasn't been a hair, there hasn't been a hair post in, you know, 10 years that hasn't used the, like the BTC tag. So, right. you know, are, are you also getting buried there or are you doing that for a so different you way? are. Yeah, you're getting buried there. The only, the only reason I would continue, and I, I'm glad you asked that because people are probably thinking the same thing. So in your, let's say of your 20 hashtags, you do the way that I, I said you research it. So in your 20, you're going to research it for 100,000 to 500,000, you know, users using this. In order to get reposted, most of the big pages are pulling from their hashtags. So they actually have somebody. You're not tagging the page to get noticed by anyone outside of the editorial team. Does that make sense? Like if yeah. you're posting to BCC, no one else is really going to see it except for their editors. But that's who you want to get their attention. And honestly, my best, my best advice to you, which they're going to be like, don't tell everybody this, um, is instead of just hashtagging, I always at mention the people behind the page. So whether it be, I mean, you guys, this is insane, but like the BTC team, a lot of their editors have quite a few followers, but most of them don't have more than like 10,000. It's very much like an easier reach to get to somebody like that than it is 1.7 million followers. It's like impossible to get their attention. And so like, I'm a crazy person. And when they post stories and they start tagging people in stories, I'm like screenshotting everybody that's, you know, <laughs> behind the scenes at BTC and I'm following them and I'm going to start tagging them and stuff. And I, I actually had, um, I mean, I have gone a little overboard sometimes I've had, you know, people be like, um, can you please stop tagging me and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have. And actually what's funny is the person that asked me that she's one of my best friends now, but she was like, I mean, you're a little much. And, and this is kind of one of those quotes that like stuck with me. Modern salon made a post, um, years ago that said, um, you might be too much for some people and those are not your people. And I feel like that's just my mantra to live by. If I'm tagging you a bunch and you don't like it, then I'm just not your person. You're probably not ever going to repost me because we're probably not a match made in heaven and that's fine. So just, I just, yeah, I, I can't say enough about 
using the right hashtags and um, like at mentioning the editors as opposed to just using the hashtag to do that. That's if that answers your question. <laughs> No, no, I think, I think, I think it's great. Actually, we had, um, we had Allison on, um, from Modern Salon. She's not, oh, the, she's one of my favorites. She's the one who posted that quote. <laughs> so we had her on and it's actually funny because the advice that she gave was to make sure that you, you tag the editors because, um, because that's how they, that's how they see work. Yep. She's so right. Yeah. She's, she's actually like changed my career for me. So she's amazing. She <laughs> Y'all don't amazing. know her, go follow her. Yeah, yeah. Um, so number that takes us to number seven, which this is still in in post, um, which is using your locations. So I see all the time whenever I'm teaching and I go in and and one of the things I do in my classes, I really look at the people who are taking my class and I look at the posts they're making. And I see all the time everything right, but no location on the post. Well, the thing about the location is if you have a post that's doing really well and performing really well because of your location, other people that are in that location or in your area will start to see your work show up on their explore feed and also now on their homepage. So like when they're home and they're scrolling through their friends, if you have a page that or a post that's doing really well, and I happen to be in Denton, Texas, other people in the Denton area will just randomly see my picture pop up. Right. So that's, I mean, that's like a great way to get exposure. And then the other thing with locations is like, think beyond your salon. Don't just put, you know, headlines, hair design, which is where I am. You need to put like your salon, your city, the greater surrounding areas, and also like hot spots in your city. So for me, when I was trying to find like creative color clients, I had to really think through like, where can, where are all these clients hanging out? Where can I find people that have creative color? Well, probably people that are allowed to have tattoos at work can probably go to work with some sort of rainbow hair, right? Like that would make sense. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the tattoo art, like um, parlors and tattoo artists in town, and I'm going to start tagging them and stuff. And so that, and I, I mean, I literally would tag um, the girl who did my tattoos, Deanna. I would like tag her studio all the time. And I'm like, Hey girl, I'm tagging your studio. Cause I want all your clients that are paying you for tattoos to come see me for creative hair color. And she said, and let me think, guess. She said, you're, you're, you're a bunch or you're, you're a lot. <laughs> you're a little much. You're a little yeah. much for me. You're a little much. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, she's done, she's done several tattoos for me. So she hasn't kicked me out yet, but that's awesome. Um, yeah. I just think if you kind of think through that, if you've, if you're like, um, you know, coffee shops in town are a great place to tag. Um, we have like a little Denton square that's like encompasses the whole downtown area, which is a place that like, a lot of like younger, like college kids hang out. If you're like looking for people like that, you can tag that area. So, so like, so you're talking about when you put a, when you put a feed post up and it gives you like a location, like, you know, like you can put in like, a, you know, Los Angeles, California yes. or something. So you're yeah. talking about in that part, but then um, do you also use that same strategy when you're posting stories? Because stories also allows you to tag a location. Yeah. So I always say I'm being really lazy if I don't take the time to put a location on a story. It's like, why did I even take the time to post it? I'm so lazy. And honestly, my stories, if I don't put a location on, they only go out to like six to 600 to a thousand people. If I put a location on, they're like 8,000 to 10,000 people. So like, why Aww. even post a story without a location? And a fun little, fun little secret about stories. I don't know if y'all know you can do this, but you can like post a location, shrink it down with your fingers and swipe it off the page. So you don't have to like have the location really big and blaring. Right. It's like a hidden location. You can do that with names too. Like if you're like wanting to tag certain things, you can like, sh like I'll tag my husband a lot, but I don't necessarily always want everyone going to his page. So I'll like shrink it down and then swipe it off the page. So they can't see it. 
Um, and it'll just notify him that, you know, your wife made a post about your adorable kids, but he doesn't necessarily get tagged in it. Right. Um, which is the same thing with location. I think it's really cool. And, and, and with that, to, to that point with, um, stories, you can tag, you know, you can do it on your page too, but anywhere in the entire U S so back before, you know, the world was shut down, I was always tagging everywhere that I wanted to educate. Well, now, like if you're, um, hopefully, you know, end of 2021, beginning of 2022, we'll be traveling again. So it's a good time to start like getting in the habit of posting places that maybe you want to travel. I know I worked, um, with a company who rents like chairs in different big cities. And so you could, if you wanted to go do hair in Los Angeles or New York or wherever it was like start tagging that. So you start to get a following in those cities. So when you go, you can do hair, which would be amazing. That is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, and then that actually, it, um, that was like a perfect segue because my next thing was stories. <laughs> so number eight is stories. Um, if, so this is, this is like insane information. And I'm the person who sits up late at night till two or three in the morning. And I research Instagram, um, because I always want to know what's coming up, <laughs> what, the, what the new things are and what they found in 2020, especially with people being home as much as they were is that 90% of people were logging into stories every day. And of that 90%, 60% of the 90% were only looking at stories. That's it. They're literally not looking at their feeds. They're not looking at their explore. They're not looking at what pops up on their page. They want to, they want human inter interaction. That's what we want, right? They don't want to see my hair. They want to see what I'm doing at my house. They want to see that I'm painting my fireplace. They want to see that we just freaked the neighbors out and painted our house a dark gray. You know what I mean? Like, they want to know the person behind the page so much more than ever before. And I got, this is, uh, y'all are the second people I've told this to, and I, I got teary-eyed last time. So hopefully I've already said it once, so I won't get teary-eyed again. Um, but one of the things in 2020 that like was kind of a revelation to me is people kept saying how relatable I was. And when I heard that at first, I was taking it as like a dig almost like, I was like, oh, I'm relatable. I'm like a normal mom. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm just so relatable. And I feel like now that I've had time to like be an adult about it and really think through it, what they're meaning is I am so like open and honest with my audience that the other moms of the world, the non-moms of the world, the people who are trying to homeschool their kids and work and do all those things at the same time, like understand where I'm coming from. And I think it's okay to be relatable. I think it's okay to go live and not have your hair and your makeup done. I think it's okay to say, did just like in 2019, I would have never been on Instagram without everything fully done. In 2020, that's not what people want. In 2021, they definitely don't want it. They want to see who you are. And you know, the word authentic was like thrown around a lot. But I think it's even more to the fact of like, I don't just need you to be your authentic self. I need to be able to relate to who you are and understand who you are. And I, I've like switched it in my brain to go like, it's great that I'm relatable. I'm glad that my audience can understand who I am right. and that I'm like making smoothies and ordering DoorDash every second because who has time to eat? And, <laughs> you know, it's just is what it is. And I think moving forward for anyone out there, it's like kind of like this, um, breath of fresh air to not like have to be anything, but just yourself. Just be. Just be. So that's, yeah, it's that's, that's, that's my big aha for, for 2021. And I think so many people 
can relate to that, you know, not, not saying relatable, but people relate. And I think that's a good thing because they, they're looking to, to see other people like themselves or, or in the same situation or doing the same things or same struggles. And, you know, they're looking to relate to somebody. Mm-hmm. So that to me, that that's kind of a, almost instead of a dig, it's kind of an honor, you know what I mean? Because uh, they're looking to relate to Tony, you brought up a great point there and, and we're going to, we're going to get off of Instagram here for a second, but you know, the one thing that 2020 did is it put us all in the same situation, right? And not just like in a neighborhood, not just, you know, like in a big snowstorm, like we're in a snowstorm now, it's when the neighbors get together and they help each other out. Well, we've done that globally, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just our neighborhood. It's not just our street, but it's the entire world. And the entire world is in the exact same situation. And so when it comes to relatable, they want to know that they want to see too, that, you know, your makeup's not done when you, when you, when you wake up in the morning, you know, I think that, I think this, uh, this contrived uh, idea or this idea of being contrived and being like so Mm -hmm. perfect, I, I, I think, I think falls flat now. You know, and, and I think moving forward, it's like, oh, we're having human to human. We're having a human to human experience, not n- not something th- that's not really there, if that makes any sense at all. No, that totally makes sense. And that's that's kind of like, you know, you want to be cool, but <laughs> I'm like a mom who can't dance, who dances with my kids and it's fine. It is what it is. So I think I think it's been it's it's an amazing thing. I'm like excited to see what happens with, especially with social media and our industry moving forward, because I feel like so many people are in the same boat as me. I mean, I just had a zoom call with four or five of my hair friends who I haven't seen in forever. And like, this would have never happened before, but like two of them had just gotten out of the bath and they had like towels on their head with like (laughs) face masks on. I hadn't like showered all day. I had like my hair back in a ponytail and we're just all talking, you know, it's like, okay, like we're not at a hair show trying to impress everybody. We're just, how is life? What's going on? And I think that that's really important. When life's more important than the show. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I totally agree. Sorry to get you guys off off track there, but I felt like that was such an important one. No, no, I think that's really good. So where yeah. does, uh, so uh, number nine. So number nine is engagement. And this one could take, you know, seven hours to go through, but I'll condense it um, to not so long. So engagement, for those of you guys who don't know, is the amount of time that your audience is engaged with your content. So for example, if I make a post and, you know, a beautiful picture, a hair picture at maximum, someone's probably going to look at it for half a second. And that's a good look, you know, a half a second worth of engagement. Now what I've been doing lately, and, you know, I'm sharing this with everybody. So that may hurt me in the algorithm, but I'm all about (laughs) telling all of y'all what I'm doing here. Um, I have started doing carousels. And I've been doing carousels of my creative color from start to finish. It is killing me inside because I cannot put the after picture first. People don't scroll if you put the pretty picture first. Uh, If you go to my page, it's ugly right now. It's awful. It's terrible. You know, it's like this, like in between yellow hair, like everywhere phase. However, what's happening is I'm putting the you know, scroll right to see the entire process or whatever it happens to be. And even if they only take half a second on each picture, that's giving me five to six seconds worth of engagement for that entire post. So let's say, you know, I make a a five to six second, um, like impact on somebody versus someone who makes a one second Instagram is going to go, wow, whatever this post is, 
is doing so well that we're going to send that to more of her audience and more people that aren't following her. This post is only capturing 20% of that amount of time. So it's not quite as important. So we're going to lower it in the algorithm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So yeah, so the, the longer, and that's why videos have worked for so long. That's why reels are working. That's why IGTV works. The longer you can capture people, the more engaging your content is to Instagram, the more likely it is to send it out to other people. My carousel posts that I've done in the last few weeks have been getting 14,000 likes, 12,000 likes. Wow. I mean, like I've never, ever had that before. I used to think, I mean, this is just me being so honest, but I used to think that people that got that many likes were cheating, like they were <laughs> buying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, like I, I usually get like 2,500 likes to 3,000 maybe, but like 14,000 likes you know, 700 people saving it and three to 500 new followers on just this carousel post. So like, I think it was one of those things where it's like, okay, let's think through what people really want to see. Do they just want to see the after picture or do they want to see the whole process? They want to see start to finish. I have to take the time to write out what I did. And I think if instead of posting, you know, those 10 pictures at 10 different times, it feels like you're using so much content for one post. But what's happening is that one post is so much more impactful than the 10 would have been individually anyway. So and just, and just, and just, if, if you don't know what a wow. carousel is, it's when you, when you, when, when you set your post up so you can get uh, so you can swipe left um, on there so you can swipe through all the pictures. So uh, that's, that's really cool. Cause you would think yeah. like there's, we're so video heavy now. You would think that, you know, carousels was, Oh, that we did that yesterday kind mm -hmm. of thing, but you're, but you're saying no, it's, it's not only is it resurging, but, but you're getting great, great uh, um, engagement out of it as well. That's genius actually. Yeah, I am. I am a genius. You are. A genius. <laughs> <laughs> that. No. Um, okay. So last one, you guys, this one's like probably one of my favorites that's overlooked the most and it's client involvement. And so you think like, what in the world do my clients have to do with my Instagram personally? And what I would say, it's just like the old school way of having a referral system, having, you know, your clients say, I mean, when I started, I gave, this is so funny. I handed out little cards and it said like $5 off your first visit with Sydney Lopez. And then when they brought them in, I'd give that client $5 off. So we just have to retrain our minds to think through how can we get our clients involved in our Instagram and how can we get them excited? So most of my clients right now are using Instagram. I would, I mean, I hardly know any that don't have it. They're excited to post. So we even did at the salon, it was really cool. Like right after COVID, we had, we have these huge windows at our salon and one of my clients is really creative and she did on one window, it said hair by quarantine selfie station. And so I had the clients like take a picture of their terrible roots. And like, then it said like after Good Hair Day by Sid Lopez. So like, that's just content walking in and out the door. That's free content. The clients want to use it. They start to see my other clients posting like, oh my gosh, that's such a cute wall with the hair by quarantine. It was like these little houses with like blacked out eyes and these terrible scissors. And um, so people wanted to take a picture in front of that. Well, what happened was then they start tagging me. Well, then I'm like reposting them in my story. So not, and, and most people have like 2000 to 3000 followers, especially like the younger crowd have quite a few followers on Instagram. So that's my name getting in front of, you know, 3000 people. And then one of the things that's my favorite, I, I have a slide in my class that I teach and, and it's client involvement. And it's all the stories that I've been tagged in. It's just like five or six of them. And it's so interesting without telling my clients what to say, the things that they'll post. So for example, um, I've got them pulled up just so I can kind of like tell you guys what it is. But um, one of them said, 
Um, just left Sydney Lopez, nothing like getting my hair done and also feeling so safe while getting it done. Right there, that's telling everybody in this area, all of my clients, Sydney's being safe, she's being careful. You can feel comfortable to go get your hair done with her. Um, and not only is, am I getting my hair done, but like, it's not, it's not a high risk, if that makes sense. Right. The other one is, um, all, uh, Sydney always uplifts my spirits and my hair. I should pay her for counseling, blah, 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 you know, kind of goes on there. And I think it's important to like have those genuine, I mean, that's our best advertisement anyway. Why would we not get our clients involved? And with them posting that to their page, the more they post that every time, every six weeks they come in and they post that they're at Sydney Lopez and what a great time they had. And I'm reposting it to my page. That's just creating such a tight network of people. And, and these are your like, you know, my mom has been a hairstylist for 45 years. And she says like, she's got her cheerleaders, kind of her champions that have sent her all the people. This is the new cheerleader or champion. These people that are on Instagram, that are active, that are posting for us and they're excited to post about it. And that's, I mean, that is literally the best way to get your name out there is by real humans beside yourself, telling people how wonderful it is to come get their hair done by you. And I felt like I couldn't like end without saying, get your clients involved because it's, it's also really fun to look back and kind of see where your journey has gone with them and also see how many, like I have one girl who sent me, I counted it the other day, 37 people. Wow. And I mean, that's like a, that's a full month of people, you know, and it's so many, I mean, all my people are my favorite people because I have amazing clients, but so many of my favorite heads of hair to do from one person. And I think it's just because I've said, oh my gosh, you always take the best selfies. Make sure you take one before you leave. I've got a selfie wall out there. So even if you're not comfortable, like, you know, telling your clients to post on Instagram, the more you encourage them to do it, it, it gets easier as time goes on and it's free advertisement for you. And it's just a great way to kind of like finish the experience with you. I love that. And, and, and they, and they see it as part of the experience, right? Like when they, for sure. They, they Absolutely. Them, you know, even when, when you ask them to do a selfie, you know, 90% of them will, because you know, they want, they want the same, like, you know, badassery, you know, feeling mm -hmm. as well. That's so awesome. Yeah, plus, uh, you know, your clients do want to be a part of what you're doing and to help you grow. And, and you know, so they're going to definitely uh, be all in to help you like that. You know, I think that's pretty awesome. And, and, you know, our listeners, I mean, you can see how much work Sydney puts into uh, designing this, this, these 10 tips. I mean, that's, you know, we appreciate your effort and sharing it to make it a, a whole lot easier for us because I'm sure there's been countless of hours and hours designing it and dissecting and staying up, like you said, to two or three o'clock in the morning to research Instagram and, and whatever. Yeah. That's, you know, thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to say, I, you, you guys, I got permission. You guys are the first place that I'm going to announce this. I'm kind of like sweating a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> so this isn't going to come out till like March, right? Uh, tell me when it, when it needs to come out. Okay. I mean, it maybe could come out a little before March, but I'm like so excited about this. So March 1st, my, one of my hair besties, Jessica Scott hair, who just hit like 225,000 followers, which is insane. She and I have been staying up literally till three in the morning for months, putting together a private like members only 
Instagram, um, social media, balayage, blonding, creative color page that we're going to open up on March 1st. And like these 10 tips, like expanded a thousand fold in this page. And I like, I have like seven minute videos, nine minute videos that I've been like editing and doing voiceovers and, you know, adding all the words and it's going to be so, so good. And I like, we have put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it. And I was like, oh my gosh, can I tell the guys tomorrow? I'm like so nervous once you like put it out there. Cause it's like, it's going to happen. But if, and it's just going to be, it's going to be $19 a month, but for the first month, the first like thousand people that sign up, we're going to do it for 15, which is like nothing. Um, and yeah, we're, we're launching it on March 1st. So if I just wanted to tell y'all first, cause I feel like you guys have been so supportive and you're all about the education and I like cannot wait to share so, so much more with everybody out there with this. That is so exciting. So again, if you're listening in March 1st, you know, take a look. So Sid, I mean, do they just go to your Instagram? I'm sure. On yeah, March so they'll, it's, it's called Elite Stylist Education. I mean, you can see it now, but it's closed. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it'll be a link in my bio and a link in her bio and it'll be super easy to sign up. And I mean, we've done all the things. We're working uh, with a few unnamed brands to do like a huge giveaway. So it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. And and what I'm hoping, you know, I'm really hoping like more stuff like this happens. We're going to go live every single week um, and give any kind of like, we have a whole calendar full of stuff, but I just want a community where I feel plugged back in to our world beyond just, I just want to know people again. (laughs) We miss it so much. And so we're going to do it in an education way and it's going to be super fun. And, um, I hope that, you know, your audience can join me over there too. They are, they, they, they certainly will, uh, will join you over there. Sid, um, other than on March 1st, how else, how else can people find you or what's your Instagram? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Sydney Ann Lopez hair, um, all one word. Um, and that's probably the best way, you know, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not on there very much. So Instagram's the way to find me. And I I've had actually, after your, um, after our last podcast aired, I had several, um, people, um, DM me. So feel free to DM me any clarification you need on anything. And I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. So I'd be more than happy to connect with anyone. Perfect. Well, Miss Sydney Ann Lopez, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>